Hello. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Medicinal Lounge. Is this our second episode of the year, I think? Is it actually? Yeah. Right? I think so. Wait, well, when did we record the last one? It was, it's been it was a like while. The three weeks ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, sorry for the wait, but we are back now, uh, following up our really spicy episode. Yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed watching us. Loki, part of the reason we had a three-week break was because we were recovering um, mentally and physically. I remember for me, um, that night, I actually don't remember what day that was. I think I was, it was like my sister's birthday or That's something. That's how bad it was. He doesn't remember. And like, I also ate like a lot of food. And so I'm lactose intolerant. So I can't have like a lot of cheese, dairy products. Like, but I don't really care. I still do it anyway because it's like, it's not, a, it's not a real allergy as I would put it in, oh. my, but that's not actual like, advice I would give to anyone. But um, so I had a lot of cheese that night. And Doctor Nguyen, I, <laughs> I was um, not real. I was uh, spending very many, many, many hours um at four a.m. the day after um crawling um in pain, but I wasn't sure oh, it was God. because of the the chip or because of the yogurts that I ate that day. You had a lot. I think you had a I lot, had a lot yogurt of yogurt. I had like three or four oh. bottles of yogurt. Oh God. And like wow. ten chocolates, it was is wild. And I don't think any of us had that bad of a reaction to the chips. I had like a really bad stomachache for like maybe an hour, and then I had to use the restroom. And now I still have around three bags left over in my room that I don't really want to touch. I kind of just want them to disappear, but they're still here. If anyone would like one, you may have one. Hey, when you hey, others, let's, let's share a ring. Yeah, good. Oh yeah. Uh, they actually took one bag, but I don't think they finished it. They just like tried one chip. They're like, oh, it's not that bad. And I was like, you, you have to finish the entire bag for it to be bad. And they're like, oh, pass. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told my parents about having two bags like down in the kitchen and they tried some. And like it? yeah, not fans of it. But uh, yeah, they didn't react. Or they said it was, I mean, they could handle it, but it was not very good. Same with my brother. Yeah. I think we had a similar feeling too. We just didn't like the taste. There's nothing about oh, it. I kind of like the taste. It's just like, I mean, it's not really worth it to eat eat if it's not for a challenge though. Too yeah. much heat. I was thinking about it afterwards. I think it'd be okay if it was eaten with something like salsa, cheese dip, Maybe. guacamole. You know, so it's it's not like Ooh, so it's not nacho. just like. Not it's just like a fucking a chip, right? I feel like it actually just, has like. I feel like you might as well just like eat a tostito with salsa then. Okay, yeah, no, you don't understand. Just the heat isn't worth it, man. No, you don't understand. You ever show up to a place you get you get their food? Okay, so I like spicy. You go up, you grab some salsa, you grab some dip, whatever you eat it, and it's not. It doesn't taste like anything, bro. It's just fucking chip and water in my mouth, right? It needs some heat to it, right? So I think maybe it's like a niche use, it'd be okay. I definitely don't recommend it because it just tastes like like a chemical acid burn. Like I just went to a chem lab and... I mean, just you know. uh, I would just get a spicy salsa yeah. on there instead of... Because I feel like I that's get... still too much for ordinary meals. You never showed like... What do you guys think about... Sorry, what do you guys think about seven-layer dip? Oh, what? Just seven-layer dip. Seven-layer dip. I haven't <laughs> had that in or like five layers. I don't think I've ever had that. Actually, have I had it? I think my friend gave, once gave it to me. It was okay. Daniel doesn't know what. Daniel oh doesn't know what this is. Oh my god! 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 Oh my god
my god. You guys have not. You know, actually, I, I found a use case for the, the, the chip that we ate. You ever go to Taco Bell and they have those like Doritos, Doritos tacos? But that, but the ghost Locos pepper. Tacos. Right? Tacos. I'd yeah. be down. I feel like that would work. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Taco Bell. <gasps> it, it makes me ha- have to shit really bad. I don't even want to talk. I want to. Oh, I want to give you the backhand. Or hey, has to face some sort of punishment. <laughs> that's, a, that's not. That's not. A, that's not a take, Jorge. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a. That's a. Woo! Taco Bell is amazing. Yeah, like that's actually a wrong opinion. Like I know it's like shitty Mexican food. Like it's not even Mexican food. It's like American, right? Yeah. But I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But it is what it is, man. Like. No, I'll yeah, go to for, Panda Express. I know it's not Chinese food, but for like, me, damn it, the I just, orange chicken ain't good. Like, bro. I'm just saying, for me, I, I just can't eat it. Like, it makes me have to shit really bad. And it hurts my stomach a lot. Allergy? No. Then you need to. Oh, Dan, what were we going to say? Allergy? <laughs> Are you allergic to something? I, I'm allergic to shitty Mexican food, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> Wait, do people actually have like. Like, there's always this common saying in American food, like, if it doesn't make you destroy the toilet, it ain't good, right? <laughs> I've heard that saying so many times. I but, like, heard is that, that actually true? Do people actually have, like, that kind of reaction to food? No. If I have that kind of reaction to that kind of food, I don't <laughs> eat that food anymore. <laughs> yeah. Probably not right. No, exactly. Mm. I, I don't agree with that <laughs> statement as well. It's like, who agrees with diff- that? You... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you should be hit with a sense of euphoria. Like, this sounds really random, but do you guys remember Uncrustables? I fucking love Uncrustables, dude. They're so dang. Like, I just realized that I haven't had them in eons. Oh. But then you doesn't know what Uncrustables are! What no, no, no. What bro, you're this? not an American, bro. Oh, I, 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 I forgot it, like they were called that. But, yeah, these okay. are good. Yeah, like a peanut butter. Yeah, they're so well. good. Okay. I was that? super hungry. Yeah, I was super hungry at 1 a.m. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to microwave this. The perfect time is you microwave it for 20 to 25 seconds, and boom, like, it just hits so differently. And, like, I felt so full. Yeah, I have like, a hot take about Uncrustables. You know how they have the fucking little dirty ring around Uncrustables? Mm-hmm. Extra cr- For some reason, it that turns it into a crust. Like, I know it's not, like, crust bread. It's, like, it's just white bread, but it feels like a crust. It doesn't taste good. We all know the best I bite agree. of the Uncrustable is the very center bite. After that bite, everybody's just a shitty version of that bite. I, I like the crust. Yeah. The middle is the best part. I think, as a I kid, think I really it's all good. Crust. Like, you know what a baguette is? You know, it's, mm-hmm. like a fucking, it's, a, it's a fucking noodle. Like, yeah. I, I used to like, we used to get the Vietnamese baguettes at like the little Vietnamese, like, ethnic enclave by my house and we i would like i wouldn't eat the crust even though like now the crust is also very fire because it has its own flavor but i used to just grab the middle of the baguette and turn it into like i just pull out everything in the inside and i would turn it into like cubes or spheres and then i, I would pop them in my mouth i remember I, I remember i used to roll up my sandwiches my ass <laughs> I, I remember at one point i would like roll up my peanut butter sandwiches in the spheres and just condense it and eat it why do you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich how do you eat that what do you mean like the stuff come out how do you roll it up you just compress it 
okay can you make one for an episode and like show us like i, I don't know what you mean like do you just like here's the sandwich <laughs> and you go <laughs> no it might not have been the whole sandwich but at least parts of it i would compress and it tasted good what does that mean what do you mean right. it's, it's just because there's uh more flavor okay were you guys allowed to not eat the crust of your sandwich i know daniel was not allowed to i could i could see it <laughs> food is food food is food uh, i mean i i never had a problem eating the crust personally so yeah i yeah. eat the crust yeah, me too. I, I don't eat the crust of pizza wait do you eat the crust on the pizza, pizza crust i don't eat i don't that's the only thing Dang, i don't eat Dang's gonna beat your ass bro <laughs> is this just too much bread what's wrong yeah <laughs> I, I don't get it. Why why do you hate crust? Is it just bread? Is it because it's just no? Okay. Here, here's my it's pizza like, hot uh, take. I, I those actually I was listening to um another show and they were talking about the crust on a pizza and they're like, what you're supposed to do with it is you're supposed to leave like a little bit of sauce and cheese as you eat up to the crust and then you have like bread with some cheese and sauce still right and I was like. I mean, I guess I would make some. I would make the crust like eatable, I guess. But my thing is, this crust—it's just the shittiest part of the pizza, right? It's like you have all the flavor, and then this is fucking bread at the end. Like, if I just want to eat fucking bread, I can eat bread. Like, it's not even good, right? It's like whatever. I like it. I like the. I was. I like the pizzas as much of it as pizza as possible. I don't want to be able to touch the bread at the very end. Like, I'm okay with that. So that's how you grab it. Is that what? Just fucking hold it by the side like this, bro. Yeah, that's what I do. No, I couldn't have said it any better. I couldn't have said it any yeah. better, Randy. Like, it's just, like, there's such a stark difference in the taste. Okay, like, here, like, as a disclaimer, I hate pizza. Okay, that's in general. wrong. That's just like, wrong. I, <laughs> Wait, I don't want to be on your side anymore. I, I, I eat it, like, twice a year. That's it. Like, that's how much I don't like it. What? It's like, I used to eat it a little, but regardless, like, I'm still going to give my opinion. I don't think we can hear your opinion but anymore. This is like, a... okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> like you can't i can't be ostracized for this because i'm spinning facts all right go ahead but it's like there's a stark difference in the taste like you'd want more of the pizza than that crust yes like but then also like different different places make their crust differently i feel like domino's crust is more edible than a pizza hut crust for example because like domino's has more seasoning you know yeah sure that makes it slightly more bearable, bearable. i think I don't know. I really like the thin pizzas where like the sauce like creeps up on the crust and it's super close and like the crust is I think the only time I'm okay with the crust is when it's like really nice pizza when it's like it's like bougie and shit. Low-key because I feel like the, the bread tastes mm -hmm. kind of like it tastes burnt which makes it taste good. I don't know. I'm but maybe I just like fine with whatever. Um, I have heard like pizza shouldn't be a little burnt just like a tiny bit on the bottom. Yeah. Okay, here's what here's the here's I actually do have a pizza hot take and I need I need the pizza lovers in the chat to tell me whether or not this is right or wrong. So as a as a young kid, there a lot of what, what what kind of pizza do young kids like? They're just like cheese and pepperoni. pepperoni. Cheese and pepperoni, cheese. right? Or they just like like just like the sauce, right? Okay, I already know when I said that some of you, Dan, Daniel already disagreed mm. with me a little bit. I'm here, let me tell you. But as a young, youngin, I did not like the cheese or okay. the pepperoni, right? I thought the pepperoni was too salty, too flavorful. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why. I just didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I originally just ordered cheese pizza and I would just rip off all the cheese and just eat the pizza, right? But then I found something really interesting, right? So 
Here's the thing about pepperonis, what makes pepperoni fire. They have they have the little oil, the little sweat at the very end, right? It adds a little extra seasoning to the, the, the rest of the pizza. So now I would get mean pepperoni the pizzas and just rip off both for the and then I will so the extra pepperoni juices would cook into like the 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 red sauce or whatever. And then I would eat that. And it was way better than just the cheese pizza and you rip off the sauce. I'm very sad. <laughs> That is weird. No, no one else. Sad. No. <laughs> I mean, here's a, sometimes I would feel bad about the extra crust that I threw away. So I would, the, I mean, the extra like toppings I threw away. So I would get like the crust because that has no sauce on it, and I would eat that with the, with the, oh. the, the, the destroyed things that I ripped off the pizza. Okay. Well, for me, as long as you finish everything, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Usually I wouldn't. Usually I just throw away like. So you would see the plate. Half of it is the toppings, and the rest is just nothing. Toppings and the other like crust. baked bread and put some like canned tomatoes on it or something. That was not an option when I was younger. That makes me sad. Listen, customization only came out when they when people came up with those like the tablets where you could press on the thing and you could say like, "Oh, I want no meat in my hamburger." <laughs> like, okay, when I was a weird kid. I liked combo pizza, so yeah, combo pizza seat. I didn't like it at all as a kid, but I do like it now. I'm sad they removed it from Costco. They, they removed the combo they pizza? Did. It's no longer available. No, you're trolling. I'm pretty sure. Last time no, I wanted I, to order it, and they're like, sorry, we don't offer that anymore. I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure they all, they've always offered it. They Wait, always had it. Isn't what everyone orders? There's no way. I don't, I don't like... Okay, so I googled combo pizza space Costco. <laughs> and the first thing that said when I pressed space was gone. Yeah, I'm seeing a Reddit post saying, like, no more combo pizza at Costco. Yeah, I'm just sad. Wow. Wait. I mean, if you look at their site, it's still on there. Oh, really? Because I'm seeing, like, well, I guess Costco this was, like, food court nine menu. months ago. They were saying, like, it's gone for the year. So maybe now that we're in a new year. I think, I think Daniel is right. I don't remember seeing it. Like, cause I have been to Costco recently. I don't see it on their menu anymore. Wait, that's so one sad. COVID's sad victims. Life. I think it was like, was vegetables too expensive or something like that? Wait, that's so sad. Bro. Wow. What the... All right, rest in All peace, right. combo pizza. I so mean, it's I... not like their pepperoni pizza is bad. It's just like combo is really nice. Yeah, I think it's I usually so buy their pepperoni pizza anyway. Wait, this has ruined my day. I don't know why you told me. <laughs> I thought everyone knew. I was I tried to order one time and they're like, yeah, no more combo pizza. And I was like, what? Mm. So yeah, that night that was just a pepperoni pizza day afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Had like petition for Costco to bring back a combo pizza. Why do we always end up talking about food? I feel like every episode is just about food. But I mean, I think every time I've every like show I've watched, they always end up talking about food. I don't know. Just, I think everything always comes back to like what, what we eat because I feel like it's such a. Do you do you watch Food Network? There's so many emotions. Huh? What are you watching, Food Network? No, I'm not watching Food Network. Like I'll listen to like other podcasts, right? And mm -hmm. so for some reason, all the their best episodes are always food. But maybe that's just me. Being biased because I like that food. might be your opinion. <laughs> fat fuck I like, like food. Food is good. I watch food shows. That's how our brain works, though. We like to categorize based on like memories associated with 
different foods. Like that's just how our brain works, you know. It's like naturally, conversation will gravitate that way. Yeah. I know my favorite food is the Getty, but Daniel won't. Uh, anyway, so we weren't actually here to talk about food. We're yeah, actually yeah. here to talk about um, um, what the fuck do you guys call it? Like stocks? stocks. What the fuck are you oh. Oh. Some good old memes. All right. Yes, sir. Well, so for those of you that we're going to the moon, yeah, let's go to the moon. For those of you who don't know, I guess during the past week there are quite a few stocks that like skyrocketed, like maybe like. 500%, 800%, a lot of money, basically. And uh, it's become quite a meme now, um, especially the GameStop stock. At first, I didn't know it was a meme. I actually thought about investing in it as like a serious like thing, but in the end, it became like a super big meme. It's like Tesla involved, Wall Street involved, a lot of memes involved. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, mm-hmm. I guess I'm not really an expert at it. And I just know from like, reading little bits in here on the web, but basically I think this might have started in Reddit. There was a thread, I believe, called, was it Wall Street Bets? Which now is, yes. Which is uh, now banned. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's still up. It's all good? It's good? Or was yeah. it Discord yeah. that banned it? It, it was the, Discord, their Discord using, got banned. Yeah. For using inappropriate language or whatever. But anyways, I think it started there. And what happened was a bunch of guys People got together and uh, drove up the prices of this GameStop app, basically. And I think well, I mean, they, like, yeah, they drove yeah. it up because they, for good reason. They they realized that um, and certain people, hedge funds were yeah. shorting this stock and yeah. making a lot of money off of it. Yeah. So basically, like a lot of companies like were betting that this stock was going to like crash, and these Reddit people realized they had enough numbers to just like drive up the prices. So I mean, as a result, quite a few people got screwed over, but a lot of people won. Yeah, I don't think they realized it. It just kind of happened after a while. Maybe. I might have <laughs> started out as a meme, and it's still a meme right now. Um, it also helped that, what, I think Elon Musk might have tweeted <laughs> about putting the GameStop logo on his rocket if it went up to, like, a certain value. So, yeah, you know how Elon Musk is with, like, promoting... There's another company who promoted in a random tweet, and then, like significantly impacted the stock's value. But anyways, that's what happened again. And uh, here we are with uh, GameStop. I think it was like, it reached 500, 800, or no, 580 at some point, like maybe two days ago before dropping down a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's like three, 320 right now. Yeah, but that's still a lot compared to, when I saw it like well, maybe last week, it was like 30. So um, congrats to everyone that made money, I guess. But the, the weird thing is like a lot of company, like the, People that invest in these hedge funds were like saying it was like, oh, it's unfair. And they're like, oh, we invested money into this and now we're screwed over because of these are Redditors or whatever. And then like, I think the argument is like, well, you guys do that all the time. And like, why isn't the general public allowed to do this? Which is a little strange. I've seen like memes about like the Redditors parents getting like screwed over in 2008 because of these hedge fund people, <laughs> like messing with the stocks. And then a lot of people lost their houses and stuff. But now when it happens to them, now it's like not allowed or something. But anyways, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. The, the newest meme on the block nowadays. Yeah, I, I agree with the last thing Daniel said. It's like it started off as a meme, but obviously there is purpose to it. And like it's a movement, you know, like this is just class warfare again. 
just in a new setting that was enabled. I mean, obviously we don't want to get too political. We also don't want to give financial advice, but it's just more so like, what is our take on how this whole situation is playing out? And I mean, I joke around when I say like, oh, I bought shares. Like I am the movement, you know, I'm not joining the movement. Thank you, Sajan. But <laughs> like, yes, you're welcome, guys. Obviously, like I'm not loaded, you know, but it's like, I don't know. The stock market's really interesting um, given how tumultuous the economy has been because of COVID. It's like, it's been more reason for to like, understand it. Like there, there needs to be, there's a reason I like, why should you have some understanding of it? And like for young people like us, like you kind of want to have that so you can be better off in the long run, right? Yeah, I, I mean, think it's good knowledge. Having passive income is always good. Yeah, good knowledge, passive income is always good. Like you set it to a side. Like, it's not about you being greedy either, you know? Because obviously, Wall Street is just even more so. <laughs> they got the money. Greedy. The thing is, like, it's like, just, yeah, it's, like you said, like, it's really good knowledge. Like, you don't have to invest or anything, but, but like, whatever happens in yeah. Wall Street, that affects your life. Like, your job, that could be yeah, affected. Exactly. Like, if your company is like one of those companies that invested in or that bet against GameStop and now you're going to go out of business, then that affects your job and livelihood. So, exactly. it's just good good exactly. information just like watching the news is good for you in general so yeah and plus it's, uh, you get some good memes out of it i do have a question so you said like these like these guys like screwed over wall street right and you said they they screwed over their short positions could you like elaborate like i don't know anything well, i know very little the only thing i know is stuff from like watching billions so that's the only thing i know about the stock market because i mean they just talk in there and even then i'm just like oh it's cool accurate whatever so my question is how did they screw it over? Like, what, what is, like, the term, the basic understanding that I need to know to understand what they did? I feel like there's a good chance I could be wrong, but <laughs> basically... Okay, what, you, or, or, you can explain. I'll try Okay, to, okay. correct me if see. I'm wrong, but uh, from what I... I've never done shorts before, but basically, I think it's kind of like borrowing. Basically, you borrow some shares from this company, like, the hedge fund or the rich people will, like, borrow some and then they'll do something or maybe they won't do something but that's speculation but anyway if the if the price goes up then you can sell your shares and like earn money and then or maybe you don't sell it but in the end you basically earn money based on how much it went up so i think that's how you or maybe that's no i think shorting is the opposite right the opposite Um, i forgot what the opposite of shorting is but i guess i guess if it goes down then you win you earn money yeah yeah it went Um, up now you have to pay them the difference so yeah if if you have anything jorge or i guess i'm very new to this but what what i was understanding from the situation and what i've read up on is that what's happening is that these hedge funds are um borrowing money and then they're investing this money into um stocks they think will go down because like like gamestop uh like in months past we it's like not doing anything. It's not doing well. Um, so they think it's going to go down. And once it, uh, so they, they put this borrowed money into those stocks. Um, that, shoot, I got confused. I think, okay, I just, I, okay, I'm just going to say maybe my quick interpretation. Of what, maybe I'm trying to get what Daniel's saying. So say Daniel has like 
we'll just do different names. Okay. So Daniel has a hundred stocks on this podcast, right? And I, for some reason, think I'm not, I'm not a part of this, this program. I think, um, the, the money's going to decline, right? So what I do is I say, Hey, Daniel, let me get these, let me borrow these stocks from you. Like, give me, give me this, these a hundred stocks at like 10 bucks each. Right. So now I have a thousand, I have a thousand dollars worth in, in stocks or shares. Right. I immediately turn that into money. I like, okay. I'm like, Daniel, I'm going to borrow these a hundred shares from you and I'm going to pay you back in like a week. Right. So I take the hundred from you. So now I have $10,000 in shares. I convert it into liquid or I, I turn it into money and then I invest in something else. Right. And say in a week later, the, the stocks is now worth at a dollar. Right. And I'm like, okay, Daniel, I'm gonna give you back your shares back. So I just, pay, I just give you a hundred bucks instead, because that's the hundred shares I originally borrowed from you. So now you're screwed because you could have made all that money from just selling at that point. And I made, I made money from it because I was able to convert your money, turn it into something more, something more liquid, and then put it into another thing that I think is going to go up. And meanwhile, you just have shares that are now worth less that you could have pulled out and turned into something else. Is that the correct yeah. understanding? Yeah, it seems about right. I was Very looking much. it up online just to like make sure. And yeah, it's basically yeah. you, I guess, borrowing shares from someone else. And then you, if you sell it basically. And then when it drops, then you can buy it back at like a cheap price and then you give it back to the person. So yeah, you're pocketing in that case, you're pocketing the difference. Like how yeah. you use that, like in your case, Randy, you just, took all that money you put it into a new investment like you don't necessarily have to do that but the main thing is you profited mm -hmm. off of that loss right because you kept the difference yeah so that's what that's what they're doing essentially i mean i mean the stock market like the like it, it, it can be pretty volatile right but it's also really hard to predict why the share prices are moving in a certain way like you can take like overall like ideas, like like ongoings of a company and use those to like predict in what direction will it go. But the actual randomness, you can't really predict. Like there's no reason as to why, like it always staggers like this. Or like sometimes there's just no reason as to why it goes up, you know? So it's a, it can be a little unpredictable, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, what the, what we see is that these companies just saw, or like these hedge funds, they saw an opportunity for like dying companies and just like try to put the nail in the coffin. You know, like that's what they were trying to do is my interpretation. And like, I don't know if you remember, like we're really young, but like learning about it, like there is a housing market crash, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like in 2008-ish. So if you guys, so there's this movie called Big Short. Some guy literally bet that the housing market was going to crash. So when that when that market actually crashed, like obviously it like it ruined a lot of people's lives, right? Because like the value of the house that they're living in was just gone. Like like financial catastrophe for a lot of people. But the person that shorted that he's like thriving now. He's making a fortune, like more than a fortune, off of the distress of people. So. It's just like reminiscent of that, I feel. And it's just like, well, it's kind of fucked up. So, I think just think about it. I that's think why like, like the... now. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. 
Wait, wait, what were you gonna say? No, I think continue. Oh no, I think I was just gonna like tie it in and say, well, now um, people feel that with the stock market, we had more control. So a lot of these redditors, they're what they're doing essentially is buying more sh- by buying more shares. You're somewhat ensuring that the market cap is higher, and then that won't drive the price of the share down as much. And if the share or the price doesn't go down, then they can't, these head French companies, they can't like, buy the shares back at a lower price, you know? So that's how they lose money. Yeah. So they have to, they have to return it at a higher cost, right? Yeah. So I had a question mm-hmm. on that. So like, when do you have to pay up your shares? And who do you talk to to like... I think there's a deadline. Like you just like it's like you submit an app like, "Hi, give me 100 shares, please, sir," or is it like, um, or is it something? Is it not like that personal? Or you guys, or is it like, just like out of depth? I think you can just do it on like an app, any app, like uh, Robin. Is it Robinhood? Thinkorswim. There's a bunch of different apps, but you just like submit, submit your order basically, and you pay for it, and then there's a certain deadline, I believe. And you have to basically return everything by that deadline. And uh, I don't remember if it's the same for all orders, but basically, usually there's a certain day in the month where all these people have to return their shares and that sometimes affects the price of the market because um, you get to figure out whether or not all these people won the bet or lost the bet basically. And so I don't know if these companies have had already returned their money or had, have not had to, but... Um, I know Robinhood did like prohibit people from buying and selling the GameStop stock. Like they would basically not allow you to sell anything or buy anything. And they actually got into quite a bit of trouble for that. I, I believe they're getting sued right now. And then like, <laughs> cause when I heard about it, I was like, that's just messed up. You can't just like stop people from like buying and selling. Like it's not really your control. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like everybody, every like uh, app did that. It was just them. So that's what made it fishy. I know a lot of people like decided like, hey, I'm not going to stay with Robinhood anymore if they're just going to like control my assets like that. It's like not really their business. So I know at least one person who's already transferred away and now it looks like they're getting in trouble. And it looks like they got like uh, yelled at by like both Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> so that looks like they're in some deep water right now. Looks like we're going to have some more memes coming for you guys. And yeah. Earth on. Yeah, on that note, I think there are other uh, apps or like that are also restricting, but like Robinhood was the main one that also did it first. And that is also linked highly to a certain hedge fund, I think Citadel. Um, like, uh, so it's very widely presumed that they made them do that so, so that uh, then people can't buy shares and in that way the stock will drop. Yeah favoring like the hedge funds that are currently losing a lot of money because then the stock oh, yeah. will drop which is what they want uh, in order to like make up the money so yeah 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 Robinhood garners most um criticism right now because it's one of the most user-friendly mm-hmm. ways to start investing into stocks i think the inner like the interface is really nice like that's definitely something that works to their benefit. And uh, it definitely has a lot more appeal. Uh, super easy to get started with that, I think. So the fact that a lot, there are a lot of Robinhood users, and then with this whole fiasco, now you have a lot of 
traffic for all the other like, brokerages. Um, they're just having a tough time handling that demand as well now. So everything's in a frenzy. Like uh, people who want to get their foot, their feet wet, like foot in the door right now, um, they're having a tough time doing that. Um, fund tra transferring funds is also being delayed right now. So I don't know. It's just interesting. Like yeah, you could, no one could have predicted think, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm currently trying to uh, get my foot in the door, like uh, how Sai was mentioning. I was I was trying to do Robinhood at first. Um, uh, I guess because I wanted to get into Dogecoin as well. Uh, but I was not able to make an account this week because like they were having a bunch of problems and it was hard to like get anything done on there. I finally had uh, some had my application go through on Fidelity instead, and they are currently not restricting. So I, I might buy a GME share or two on Monday. Uh, I love I, I put my yeah. events. So yeah. I wonder yes. when everything is going to calm down. I think on a less topical note, I actually had a really interesting conversation with my parents about this last night. Because they, they were talking, they were telling me to like learn how to invest and like to put money into the stock market. And I'm not particularly informed enough about it, but I know that I think it seems like all three of you guys have some interest, vested interest in the stock market and have dabbled a little in it. So what is like, what would you guys think is like the, the, the recommendation of anyone who wants to get into it? And I guess maybe to give a better understanding of my situation, I do not want to, I don't, I don't want to be day trading. I don't want to particularly be looking at it. I just want something where it's like, I throw my money in, close my eyes, and I'll have money when I look out, look away, right? Is there like a, a way to do that? Because I know the usual, I thought you've always hear this saying like, oh, you put in like a hundred dollars every single year since you're 18, you'll be a millionaire by your 40 or some, some, some saying like that. So could you like explain like maybe where that myth came from and how to get involved? Yeah, I think for people who don't want to day trade or who aren't like sh doing short term, short term is like, I think anything less than a year if you do anything less than a year, there are like more taxes involved. But if you do longer than a year, there's less taxes. So there's a benefit to doing that. And also you just don't have to look at it all the time. Um, for people who are interested in that kind of stuff, I think the recommendation is like, go after companies that are established. Like you're not going to go after some, um, you're not going to like invest in like Amazon like 30 years ago. Like no, no, no GameStop, stuff like that. <laughs> stuff that's like already been around for a while something that's not going to like go bankrupt <laughs> so something you don't have to really worry much about and i guess the basically the idea is like you just keep adding some money whenever whenever you have extra money then you just money you, you don't really need then you can just add it to this buy some more shares and just let it sit there and eventually you're betting it's not really it's not really much of a bet because in general these companies they do well and after many years they'll they'll earn you something basically so i think it's, you just have to find this company, this company that's right for you. So you just look around, just like keep watching, you look through the company's history, like their past performance. Um, and then honestly, if, if you're looking for something that long-term, then you just like check on it occasionally. And then you just, you just wait, to be honest. I think the easiest thing is to just think of some stocks that some companies you're interested in, and then you just observe their behavior. And then you read up on them, look up the news, like, see what kind of like reports they release and then if it looks good then I guess you can just like think about investing in it obviously I'm not not a professional at all I 
<laughs> don't trust yeah. me completely, but I, I think that's how it works, basically. So I don't really do yeah. long-term. If I can, like, add on... Yeah, yeah. If I can add on to what Daniel's saying, it's, like, a learning experience in the sense that you're learning more about yourself as well. Because one thing you want to gauge is, like, just how risk-averse are you, right? Um, are you trying yeah. to, like... What is your mentality and perspective on it? Are you just trying to make money like this like quickly? Um, in that case, you have to put in a lot of money to reap the higher returns, right? Um, or are you someone that just wants like the money, uh, let it passively grow, and then by the time, like you said, like by the time you're forty, maybe it's there. In those cases, you want more stable companies that will grow in the long run, right? So that's something that you have to learn about yourself. Like how risk averse are you? Um, and then what is it exactly that you want to do with investing? Yeah. And with Daniel, I think Daniel basically just described the process of doing your due diligence for stocks, right? You're taking into consideration the, just how profitable is the company? Like what is their business model? Uh, what are their financials? What's their potential growth? Like what are their competitors? Like all that, like that, those are technical stuff, but you're just, doing that research. Um, but I would say definitely like the two key takeaways, I would say one, like learn more about yourself. And then two is like, do you believe in the company, right? Um, if you like, on it, like if it's a stock that you're interested in, like chances are you're more likely to believe in the outcome of the company in the long run. So like I can give an example and say Tesla is something I believe in. Um, EV is the future, like Elon Musk might be crazy, but I think his vision is pretty great for what he has with Tesla. Um, their products are nice. So like you have to believe it so that even when their stock prices go down, like you're not scared of it, like because you have a big picture in the mind. So those are the two things I would say. Yeah. I think what Sai mentioned just now is quite important. Like I've been told by a lot of people, like when you are dealing with stocks, you have to like leave your emotions out of it. Like it's kind of hard to do because of your like future, but you can't like panic like you have to like a lot of times it's important to like think of what's going to happen like think of uh different outcomes and then come up with plans on how you're going to deal with it uh in addition to that it's important to well like i said before observe before you do anything you can like pretend you can i believe even on apps you can there's like a there's an option where you can trade with pretend money basically like you get to go through a test run basically to see how things go and by doing that, you can like build some confidence in your skills, like your ability to kind of like predict what's going to happen and just your ability to select the right stocks, I think. So it's a, it's, it might not be a skill that everyone learns, but for those who do learn it and do pick up on it, I think it could be a benefit, but that's not the only way to invest. There are other ways to invest, like buying houses, buying, um, what else is there? Mm -hmm. It, you can do cryptocurrency stuff like that it, it'll just be a good side, side economy side income basically so. mm -hmm. yeah my i think i watched i watched some videos very briefly and the, i think the only key takeaway i went from it is like if i'm being feeling super lazy bro just find an index and just find an index fund and just dump money in and just just like wait and just chill right if you wanted like the no effort and you want pretty much guaranteed gains like i think that's the yeah. way to go is it not yeah, I think so. It depends on how much effort you want it and then how much risk you're willing to go through. If you don't really want to touch it and you want to just have people touch it, for, do stuff for you, then yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the way to go. I think it's 
it's just is it one four percent it's it's decent money it's it's not nothing so it's better than just letting it sit in your bank like they give like barely any interest so mm-hmm. exactly. if you have money you don't need for a while if you're fortunate enough then like i guess prepare for the future is a good good step to take i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Jorge, do you have any inputs or thoughts oh no i'm new to this as well so oh, you're new too yeah, I've just been invested in the action of the latter half of last week. So, yeah. I think um, the thing that a lot of, like, younger kids are getting into, just because we're all stuck in quarantine, a lot of people are picking up, like, hobbies, cooking, gardening, stuff like that. This is just another aspect of picking up a hobby, like, one that earns money. So Exactly. It's more technical. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you choose to do. It's not more, but to you. There's this guy in my math class. Apparently him and his friend were trying to bet to see who would make money the most over a summer. And I think they both came up with like a hundred percent return. Nice. Both. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That, yeah, it's that whole sector of the job market is just insane. I know people who have gotten a 300 k signing bonus just for starting a job with a hedge fund. Like granted, like he's fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. like he's just like they're just like coding gods and then they like math they obviously like money like who do, right so like that's why they want to go into that space 300k signing bonus and then it's all uh, all of their rewards or incentives are performance based right so if they make more trades like you make more money that way um, so there's just like enough growth like yeah uh, it, it's like that like is its own topic. Like how they're funded is just insane. It's crazy. I was wondering about that. I was like, so. aren't the, I heard the hours if you're working in like um what's what's the what's the if you're trying to be yeah no like an IB what's what's that thing investment banking I heard it's like investment it, banking yeah you're working your ass, ass off but yeah like like Wolf of Wall Street. Like them doing all those drugs, I honestly don't think that's a huge stretch. Like that, like that's really what their lifestyle is like. But then think about like the longe- the longevity of their career. So it doesn't need to be that long. Like if they grind a few years, make all that money, like boom, they can settle. So just a different lifestyle. It really makes you question like, where does the money go? I mean, like obviously we have our own ways of allocating funds and whatnot but in the grand scheme of things with all the money that like is involved in the country's transactions i am not saying that the government's funding them like i'm just saying like every like any exchange that like institutions have or companies have whatnot in the grand scheme of things it really makes a question like how is money going but that's just like an eternal debate you know it's interesting I definitely need to do some more research and to look more into it just to see like what should I do with my money because I I I recently got a part time job and I just see my money accumulate and it's just like cool I mean it makes me it looks good but it's like what should I I feel like I should be doing more with it because you know because I feel like there's no value in just having it sit there and I think that's always been like my personal philosophy it's like yeah something you can do with it might as well just do it you know what I mean yeah like, that's true that's true yeah I mean. Yeah, there's, there isn't a need 100% of times to always do something more, you know? Sometimes, like, everyone deserves a break. Like, your mental health is important, too. So, like, you don't need to push yourself all the time. But for those of 
like people like us and like I know there's a lot of people out there that always want to try to improve for the better then like this is probably that like momentum like that this is just that little push that you need you know to get that yeah. so, but ending on a lighter note but my name like Chandra is the moon like it means moon god it's like the moon god mm -hmm. So I think it's just a sign that's saying GME to the moon. <laughs> All right. That concludes this week's episode of uh, Meet Us in the Lounge podcast. Um, this is our um, 47th episode of uh, the new year, depending on when we release it. Um, you can watch us on YouTube, Spotify, I think Apple. Are we on Apple as well? Apple as well. All right. And this, uh, this episode has been sponsored by fucking nothing. <laughs> wait i'm not gonna say it because we don't get money but you know it's funded it's funded by my negative 500 dollars <laughs> and i've lost and my stock coin all right Cheers. take care everyone stay safe yeah one day in person in person lounge we'll run it back yeah. one day one day later everyone all right later. bye, -bye.